Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you for joining me today on High on Healthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. I'm your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Rob Smith, Director of Patient Services for Emerald Dispensary of Arizona and Infusion Edibles. I am so excited to have you join me today, Rob. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me. So I just want our audience to get to know you a little bit more. Tell us about your background. Uh, well, my, my main background for my career is in sales and marketing. Um, there's also a 12-year stint as an entrepreneur having my own marketing company as well here, uh, all in Arizona. Um, so I actually have a good sense for different markets and a good experience here in Arizona and a lot of the Arizona businesses. So I know that you're in cannabis now, but you just told us that your background is in marketing. How did you become educated on cannabis and its many benefits? It's a good question because uh, it's quite the, you know, the, the, the travel from one not knowing anything, I'll be very frank, not knowing anything about cannabis, not having much exposure to it at all, other than my own exposure, what's happening in the news or whatnot. Um, and as I became more interested in the industry uh, through some personal associations, uh, I began to find out more and more about, you know, being open-minded uh, about what this means, how it does help people and so forth. And since that time, it's been very eye-opening in so many ways for myself. And I honestly, having been very uneducated, very inexperienced about it prior to, I can actually relate to some people that might not know about it and can talk about some of those points to people um, that don't have experience, maybe haven't even explored it as a medicine and you know, trying to educate them to understand it more and maybe actually, you know, take those next steps into exploring it as a possibility. I have a number of friends now, even a neighbor that knows what I do, that have come over and talk to me um, specifically about it because they know I'm in the industry and they look at me as somebody that, you know, lives next door or is their friend for 20 years that they could openly discuss those things with. And, Many times I'll give them, uh, you know, some initial information, but then I'll turn them over to our, uh, our, our medical director and let them take it from there. So, Well, I think there are so many individuals out there these days that are hearing about cannabis, but we're all really in the dark. We have had so many lies fed to us, and so have our parents and grandparents, that many people are in the same exact situation that you're pointing out for yourself. Even I was that person. And it is a true education and schooling to become understanding and really rid yourself of the ignorance that has been put upon us. Now, Everyone in the cannabis industry I know has a personal connection with how this plant has changed their life. Are you willing and able to share with our audience how cannabis has personally touched your life? Yeah, there's, um, there's actually a couple of ways. And uh, I'll share the first one with you, you know, because like I said, I was very uneducated and inexperienced, you know, coming into the industry. And I began right at the dispensary, one of our locations in Gilbert, um, right in the front, uh, the front of the building, um, 
being the, the at the check-in uh, desk for our patients. So it strikes up a lot of conversations. Um, it strikes up a lot of conversations because they have questions or, um, you know, they just want to share some of their, some of their stories. Um, so it, it, here's, here's the long story or, the, or the, the short version of this story is, is, is my brother-in-law um, actually overdosed at one point from using opiate medications. He was using them to recover from a back surgery, a pretty extensive back surgery where they actually fuse a couple of the, the, the vertebrae together. And because of that, there was a lot of, uh, and I told him his recovery is going to be long and, and difficult. And like many opiate stories is, is they, you know, build up a tolerance. They need it. They need the, uh, the pain medication more often and more of it. And, um, one day he got a little confused after taking a short nap as to how much he had taken and how long ago he had taken it. And before you know it, he was unconscious on the floor in the, in the house. And that's how my, my sister wound up finding them. And I tell you this story because, uh, he, he recovered and, and, you know, um, obviously there was a, a learning process with how powerful and how dangerous these opiate medications are. So there was, there was some recovery to be done from, from all of this. And I'm glad to say that, um, it, you know, left the opiate medication, you know, far behind. And as I started in this industry, going back to the time when I first started at the dispensary, I literally was talking to a patient one day who shared that he had had the same surgery, not knowing that any of the story that I had just told you told me the story of how he went through this back surgery and he had been on opiate medication, um, didn't want to be around his family when he was on it because it just made him really foggy and unclear. Um, knew that the addictive qualities, he knew he was building up a tolerance and needed more of it in order to, you know, have the same type of pain relief. And finally on his own, did his own research and decided to come into to the cannabis as a, as a, as a medical solution. And it was so good to hear him share that. And I've probably had another three or four patients share an almost identical story of extensive surgeries that they needed this for their pain management. And it's such a better solution to hear their testimony, what a better solution this is for them. And I, I think back, what if we might've not even had that near death experience with my brother-in-law had this either been available um, to him, they live in Texas. Um, it, it, it could have avoided all that together. So that's, that's one thing in itself. Um, How? And I think that there's so many people that can just feel themselves in that story or a loved one, friend or family. I think there's so many people out there that are just struggling with this. And it's so wonderful that you're able to go out there and share this. I know you said that there was another story. Maybe you want to share that as well. Well, and typically, and you're, you're so right. It, it is, there's, there's a lot of people out there with many different stories and, and you talk to them, whether it be, uh, you know, cancer treatment, um, you see families, you know, come in there you see, you know, spouses come in with their loved one. Um, you see parents come in there with, uh, an autistic child. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of stories, um, to be had there and it's, it's very eye-opening in many ways. And, and some of these folks have taken upon their personal choice. And because, and, and this, is, this is the other testimony I have, in talking to those people, I've realized that they've made this personal choice 
uh, whether it be for a loved one's behalf or for themselves. And they may not be well accepted with that choice in their medication at work. Maybe even other family members might look at them differently if they known that they'd taken that choice. So knowing that coming in, the, the biggest goal that I did early on was to make sure at our dispensary locations that they had a very welcome feeling and a very comfortable feeling to be in there because we accept you for the choices you've made, regardless of what your coworkers or your other family members, or maybe even some of your friends feel, or maybe you just don't feel comfortable sharing that information. But in here, you're well accepted. And this is a good choice for you because as our medical director only says, we're here to improve the quality of your life. So that's, that would be my other testimony about how I, I truly feel that that's, that's a, that's a big one for people to be accepted for this choice that they've made because there's other circles of their life. They may not be accepted for having made this choice, at least at this time. Well, I can completely align with exactly what you're saying. I know when I got into the cannabis industry, I had threats from family members who are, you know, first responders who just don't understand. And it's really scary. And all I wanted to do was help my son with a plant and, you know, the stigma that has been pressed upon us for 70 plus years is really scary for people to break out of that. And so I love the fact that your dispensary is there with open arms to help educate and just love on their patients. Now, I want to find out how exactly you became involved with the Emerald Dispensary of Arizona. How did this come about? How did you team up with them? It's a pretty simple, straightforward story. I mean, one of our founders is a personal friend. So um, he was very inspired to get into the industry. Um, His mother had been uh, suffering from illness for a long time. Um, He had offered this as a solution, and she was open-minded enough. Um, You can imagine that's that's another generation older than than myself um, that was very accepting for this, for their pain relief, for their uh, better quality of life as you know she was in her elderly in her last days and so having a personal friend give me this testimony and be thoroughly motivated to get into this industry to to help other people and make it available um he knew his heart was in the right place and why he was getting in this industry and that's the reason why he he was able to you know also tell me answer a lot of the questions i had about it and so forth so in many ways, we recruited each other um, to work together with, with this. And, it, and, and I'm glad to say, I'm very proud to say, um, we're with a, I, I'm with a great organization. I'm with a great group of people that have uh, all the best intentions in mind. Well, it is exciting to hear that there are so many people out there with open hearts that are truly just wanting to help people out there and within that finding success for themselves. I've been to your Gilbert location. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. And with that, I want to take a short break. But when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Rob Smith, Director of Patient Services of Emerald Dispensary of Arizona and Infusion Edibles. More when High Unhealthy returns in just a few moments. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break.
Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Let's get back to getting high on healthy. Energized by A6 Wellness. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy. Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Rob Smith of Emerald Dispensary of Arizona, as well as Infusion Edibles. Now, we were just chatting about how Rob began his partnership and working with Emerald Dispensary. Now, I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dispensary. And I know that you just explained how you started working with them, but can you go into to where these locations of the dispensaries are in the state of Arizona, as well as some brand selections and how people can become members. Sure. Uh, So we have uh, our original location, which was at the beginning of the medical marijuana program. Um, We have our license in Gilbert. Uh, The main cross streets are Elliott and McQueen. And we service the greater area, the immediate area, as well as any areas outside. Um, we have people come from as far as Pinal County and, and Casa Grande and outskirts of, of Arizona to come see us. And um, we've had patients that have remained loyal for a long time. Uh, our second location um, that we originally had, we did a relocation with it. We originally had in a small area of Arizona um, known as Welton. Um, north of Yuma. Um, we actually wound up uh, relocating that into uh, the Phoenix area over at 43rd Avenue of Dunlap. And we've been there, we've had that location open since February of last year. Um, you know, a couple of the design elements that we had done with the, the, the buildings themselves was to give patients a better um, service was just to, we, we want people to take as long as they want up at the counter. We don't want them to feel rushed um, because they might have questions. They might have additional dialogue to go through. And at the same time, some patients might want to um, come in and, and make a purchase. They had already known what they need and they need to be on their way. So at, at either of our locations, 
you'd notice that we have a number of, of, of point of sale, like where the, the patients can come up, they can have, you know, long discussions. Um, but we've got enough people staffed at any point in time and enough um, stations that we can actually take somebody and, and get them in and out quickly as they need to, whether they're on a lunch break, already know what they need. Um, so that's one of the things that we wanted to offer as additional services. We didn't want people to have to wait a long time, but at the same time, we don't want them to feel rushed at any point in time with the, with the experience. Um, a number of the brands that we carry, we, we try to have a, a wide selection of products. We, we go into a lot of thought process about having many options for patients um, in, in any different way, whether it be the, the different type of medicine that they're looking for, the different um, administration, whether it's a flower itself, vapor, concentrates, edibles, and any number of different uh, preferential brands, um, price ranges that they, they're looking for, um, many different options as far as uh, flavor, effect, uh, any number of these. And we go through an extensive uh, testing. Uh, some of them are done through our own personal experience with the product. So we, we want to actually try everything for ourselves before our patients ever get their hands on it, before we give it a green endorsement and bring it in-house, um, as well as vetting everything else with that vendor, make sure they've got the proper licensing, proper testing, um, anything along the way that makes them more compliant um, and, and a better vendor, a uh, better brand. Um, one of those brands that we have, you know, in both of our location is our own um, edible line known as Infusion, and we carry our full uh, product line in there as well. So speaking of Infusion, um, I would love to learn a little bit more about this in-house brand. And can you just elaborate on how it became what it is today and what makes it so special and maybe some of your favorite products through that Infusion edible line? Sure. Um, so Infusion, we actually had started um, Infusion at the same time with the medical marijuana program. And, and one of our founders um, with the edible line actually had been using a number of the recipes as a caregiver prior to the medical marijuana program. Um, so at that point, um, we had expanded the line. Um, we've got a commercial kitchen in order to uh, have a wide selection of products. So whether it's baked goods, gummies, um, we also offer candy, crackers, granola bars. Um, and one of our really growing areas of our product line is our infused sodas. Um, in addition, we also have a new topical and more than likely we're going to be having concentrates sooner than later uh, available under the infusion line as well. Ooh, so tell me about this new topical product. I know that this is something that's becoming all the rage. Um, I hear about different types of consumption methods and one of them that's not internal but external for our largest organ. I want to know a little bit more about that. Can you share some details with us? I can share a little bit of information about it. We have, uh, it's, it's brand new, so we just have the one cream, but I will tell you the absorption method um, the, the texture that you're going to find, it has very good absorption, uh, much like a lotion that would go in, although uh, we call it a cream. Uh, it has very good uh, pain relief qualities. And one of the other benefits is it doesn't really smell of cannabis. So it's, it's not something that you'd be 
uh, apt not to use if you're going out in public or going to be around people. It actually has uh, a, a very non-invasive odor to it. And that's a big benefit because many times that's not always the case with some of the topicals in our industry. Ooh, well, I am excited to try this new topical product. I want to switch gears a little bit and ask your thoughts on the challenges of this industry, as well as, you know, first of all, one of the major challenges is public opinion. And then with that comes challenges in advertising and marketing because of really ignorant opinions. Can you give us some of your thoughts on this? Yes, and I actually give you some, some testimony on this too um, because that's where it really hits home is how it affects um, our, our industry, how it directly affects uh, you know, us serving the patients. And so when we talk about that, I'll, I'll, I'd first like to, to t- touch on your, your advertising and marketing question because that's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, every day. It's, it's a challenge ongoing because there's very limited areas where we can operate or put ourselves in front of, of patients, give them more information, be more easily accessible. Um, so, for instance, uh, we just got the ability to do outdoor, adver- ad- outdoor advertising and there was a, uh, quickly there was legislation going to be uh, not allowing us to be on billboards. Thank goodness, you know, through uh, the good people that work in our industry that got voted down. So that legislation didn't actually happen. Um, We can still be on billboards and other outdoor advertising. However, I I went to go find out if we could advertise on a bus. We can't advertise on a bus. Um, As many of us know, you, you're not going to find this on any uh, Google advertising in a a pay-per-click. Um, they don't allow us to advertise as, as other medical companies are allowed to. Um, social media, social media advertising is not allowed by Facebook, Instagram. Um, Twitter does allow us to do so, um, but some of the more popular mediums um, are going to be uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and, and again, it's like other businesses. And speaking of social media, uh, our, our own accounts, are constantly, it's a constant challenge, are being removed. Um, we, we will get that we've been flagged um, as a violating the policies. And yet when you look at the fine print, and I have multiple times because that's the only explanation you get when you've been removed is that you violated the policies. And yet when you actually look at the vernacular in their policies, there is very clear-cut language in there that does not give us any indication at all that we've ever violated those policies. So it makes a big head-scratcher. It makes you wonder what it is that is, is causing this time and time again. I mean, it's, it's happened so many times that you get to a point, you're, you, you, you get very frustrated, uh, you get almost de- defeated in the fact that you could actually have a social media account for your business. So some of those things are, are, are very challenging. Um, they're frustrating at times as well, um, but we can stay with a, a number of the industry-related media and advertising outlets that we use, and we, we make the best of it. Um, I'll tell you this, and this is part of that, this, this own, our, our own business testimony, 
Um, you know, when we first were established as a dispensary in Gilbert, um, there was a variance in place for the medical marijuana dispensaries allowed that were going to be in Gilbert. And those, those variances, two items in that variance specifically said that we couldn't be open past 6 p.m. And we couldn't sell anything other than a cannabis product, um, cannabis itself. Uh, now, again, their perception, their fear uh, was that there was going to be crime associated with being open past six o'clock. It was going to increase the potential for crime. Um, and then the other part of that perception was, is they didn't want us looking or associating as a, as a smoke shop or anything, you know, unrelated. And that, that's a, that was a huge problem because we were, we were being singled out. Not only were other businesses not under these type of, you know, stipulations, but, none of the other dispensaries in any of the neighboring communities or anywhere else in the state were under these same type of guidelines. So we actually had handcuffs on some of these things. So if somebody came in to get a vapor cartridge, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't sell them the battery. Okay. That went with it in order for them to use the product. Um, that's a pretty big disconnect. That's a, that's a, that's a big problem. I mean, the, the, the patient comes in, now they've got to go somewhere else to get it, or they're just going to have to, to drive a much further distance in order to get their medicine or these other ancillary items that they need in order to administer it. That's a huge issue, especially whenever, you know, the, the whole goal of having a dispensary in your particular area is so you can utilize its benefits. That being said, um, we've been through a long um, drawn out challenge in order to get those things changed because the other part of this was is having closed at six o'clock you'd imagine Gilbert itself there's a lot of people that work elsewhere that could not make it back to Gilbert after work after six o'clock I mean they they were having to go somewhere else maybe out of their way in many cases in order to get the medicine that they needed on the days that they needed it at the time that was best suited for their schedules um, again, not the most convenient way of operating, but this is what the town council is under, uh, or this is what the, the, the town variance was put in place when the medical marijuana program came out. So the rest part of the story is as, as a happy ending, but it's also educational. And we had a, we actually worked with the town quite a bit. Um, we asked for a change in the variance and they took it under advisement and then it went under a town council vote. Prior to that vote, we had a number of the town council members come into the dispensary for the first time. Uh, Audrey, it was very eye-opening. And I, I love the fact that these town council members took the time because they were placing a vote on us. And they took the time to come over and meet us. They took the time to come over and see a dispensary for the first time. Actually look at this business that they were going to make this ruling on. And I'm, I'm glad to say that uh, the people that came over were for it. They saw an upstanding group of individuals that were helping the people of the community. And that's exactly what we represent. Whereas their perception might have been different or might have just been an unknown perception and they were going to place a vote on it without that. Um, there were some town council members that never came over to meet us or see the facility. And those people did vote, wound up voting against the change in the variance. The good news is, and this has a happy ending, is back earlier uh, last year, we did get the variance changed. So Gilbert is now able to stay open until 8 o'clock, and we are able to sell 
things to our patients that work with the, the cannabis medicine that we sell. So. Well, first of all, how exciting to know that some people actually had the wherewithal to go and check it out before making a final decision. That's like commendable just because so many people <laughs> set their mind to something and then they don't want to learn. They don't want to be educated. They don't want to adjust. And so that's really exciting to hear. Secondly, I can totally agree with you. Being a cannabis parent and a cannabis advocate who does educational presentations, even those presentations, I get blocked off Facebook seven days in a row. It, it's oh. absolutely ridiculous that, you know, we can run commercials for pharmaceutical medication that have lists and lists and lists of side effects that are terrible for the human mind body. Even death usually is listed on every pharmaceutical medication as an adverse reaction and to know that cannabis can't be shared the education can't be put out there is a really big problem so I commend you and the team at Emerald for going out there and continuing to fight and really share the information that needs to be understood by the masses now Real quick, I'd like to talk about, you know, some of these issues with banking. I know in Arizona currently, I don't think there's any dispensary that is able to take credit cards because the FDIC doesn't back the cannabis industry at this point. There are so many business restrictions that you also face. Can you elaborate a little bit on that topic? <laughs> I'd be glad to. And I, 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 I start this off with a little bit of laughter because of how just how challenging that has been as well. Um, in the early stages, we were, we were literally going from bank to bank because we didn't know any other solutions. You know, your, your, your employees need payroll. Um, and that really does need to go through a banking institution. You know, you don't want to be, you know, paying your employees cash. Um, that's just not a long-term solution in any way. Um, and a lot of this has to do, and, I, and again, it's, it's, a, it's an understanding on, on my part to, to know our banking institutions. Uh, if you start up a bank account as a medical marijuana dispensary, as, as a cannabis company, um, it's still a federally illegal, nar uh, federally illegal narcotic, and it falls under the Homeland Security Act. And it's doing its job because... You know, where uh, most of the dispensaries, I'd, I'd say all of them actually operate under a management company um, as part of the business structure. And so that's what the bank account gets open un under. Um, when you start, you know, moving, you know, funds through there, they ask for more information. And then by answering those questions, you're fully disclosing that you are a cannabis company. And that's when your bank account gets closed. We're lucky enough to have um, some good bank partners here that we can work with. They're few and far in between. Um, it's not very inexpensive to operate a, a bank account, but we're lucky to have some, some good business partners in the banking world here locally. The merchant side of things, that's a whole nother challenge. Um, it's, it's almost non-existent. And sometimes um, even the cashless ATM, as they're called, they're a terminal up there. It operates very similar to uh, debit debit card where they could actually use their debit card. Um, but it's done so as a, as a remote ATM terminal where they actually have to punch in $5 increments. We give them their change back. Um, they have to you know punch in their pin number. 
And there's obviously additional fees um, with those type of transactions as well, much like if you operate at an ATM remotely, there's a charge for that. And sometimes the customer, so the, the patient's bank also charges an additional fee on top of the fees for those terminals. And yet, as we've had those terminals for several years, they recently got removed as well because, again, further challenges in our banking industry and shutting down those merchants banks and their ability to do business in our industry so well this is definitely a topic that every person in the cannabis industry is facing um i would say worldwide even federally legal cannabis companies are dealing with the same problems and they're following every letter of the federal guidelines which i know I am a medical patient in the state of Arizona, and we are following Arizona state law by utilizing this medical marijuana program that's available to us. But looking at a wider aspect, you know, it's not federally accepted at this point. So I hope that as people become more educated with all the hard work that so many are doing in this industry, we start to see some leniency and understanding of this plant so that we are able to utilize any payment method and public opinion is really turned around and with that we do need to take a quick break more with rob smith director of patient services of emerald dispensary of arizona and infusion edibles when high and healthy returns in a minute awaken adjust and aspire to hear more high on healthy after this short rest break. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Rob Smith, 
Director of Patient Services of Emerald Dispensary of Arizona and Infusion Edibles. Now, we were just discussing the many restrictions that are currently upon the cannabis industry. And, you know, really, it's a huge challenge. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the philanthropy efforts that you and the team at Emerald are doing. How are you giving back to the community at large? Um, I tell you that it's a it's a big directive and it's a it's a huge element of fulfillment for us to be able to do so. There are some great organizations, and what we've always tried to do is partner with organizations that actually relate well to our to our patient base. Um, we've done things with the American Cancer Society um, that we've done with a number of different organizations that that deal with uh, our veterans and help veterans. Um, and even sometimes this can be challenging at times because we might identify uh, a great partner that would be a very good fit. And yet again, because maybe they have somebody in their, their, the donor side uh, that, you know, that gives them a, a, you know, significant donations other than our organization. And yet they don't want that organization working in our industry as of yet. So I've had a few no's, and identifying some of those charitable partners. But one in particular I do want to give a mention to, um, very deservingly so, is one of our great charitable partners in Helping Hands for Freedom. Uh, local organization, uh, we've been working with them for years. They do tremendous things with veterans, and we're so happy to, we do donation drives for them. Um, we do matching funds with them. They're big advocates of our industry. Um, there's personal testimony in uh, the CEO and founders about how it's helped veterans, how our industry, um, how our dispensaries, how medical marijuana has helped so many of those veterans. And it, that makes a difference. I mean, and it's, it's really, really good to see what that can do. And we're very proud to be working with a number of those organizations. Well, that's really exciting that you're giving back. And I hear this topic brought up so often um, surrounding this opioid crisis. And, you know, we sent so many people overseas to fight this war. I'm not going to go into whether I agree with it or not, but it is what it is. And we're bringing these soldiers back, men and women, and really just leaving them out to the side of the road like trash. And they can't do anything to help themselves. Their their hands are tied. They can only utilize the VA hospitals at this point. I know that veterans are really working on trying to get those even restrictions changed and to allow them to be able to use plant medicine, regardless of what that plant may be. You know, I really believe that mother nature has everything that we need. And putting these chemicals into these bodies of the individuals who are already so far disrupted from the things that they had to go through and see during the different wars that we've had over the last, you know, decade or two and beyond is really something that needs to be changed. So I'm so excited to hear that Emerald is really taking a stand and supporting that. I know that I work with veterans as well all over the valley and it's just amazing to see someone who is so desperate and looking for help getting that help and finding another way than just what they are being given at 
you know, our VA hospitals today. So I wanted to ask, you ha- you've been working in philanthropy. What are some of the goals that Emerald has for this year, 2018? Well, um, we actually have uh, goals to do further expansion. Um, and that, that could be in the short term. It could be in the long term. Um, but um, we do. We, we want to go, go further into our industry. Um, we're doing good things. Uh, I think you know, all of us agree that we can do more. And that's also on the, the charitable side of things. Um, uh, you know, more that we can do in, in our community, um, to help our patients. Um, I, I know even, even on the small scale for myself personally, um, like I said earlier, when I was you know, able to help um, a friend or a neighbor um, introduce this to them and make, make the one difference for those people, um, it, it makes a huge difference when you start talking about um, one person and their testimony and how many people they can tell that medical marijuana helped them help this person and how much perception and how much more that could change those ideals. Um, so there's outreach to be done um, that we want to be. I'm also involved and in, in our organization is involved with some of the uh, uh, local organizations in our industry. And that's a big part of it as well. The more we're involved there, the more, uh, more we can take, the, the more movement we can, can progress with to further our industry to, to further this, this medicine and make it available to more people. Well, I would have to agree with, you know, attending these local cannabis events, being able to share with the newcomers and the people that have also been there. This is something that we need to get out and to be able to do that, we need to support one another. So I love to hear that you guys are participating in things locally. And I wanted to ask, how can one follow Emerald and stay up to date with what's happening? I know you guys have this in-house brand, Infusion. How, are you running specials? How can someone also um, become, like I said, a member at Emerald? Is there some closer certification clinics near Emerald that you would suggest for the possible clientele that's listening today to be able to utilize your services? Thank you, Audrey. Um, I'd like to answer a number of those questions. Uh, I'll, I'll go backwards and, and how you'd ask uh, the certification clinics. There's one partner that we have um, that's been great to work with and they have multiple locations. Uh, and that's Sun Valley Certification Clinic. Um, that team has been great to work with. It started out as them being our neighbor at our location in Phoenix. They are just literally in the, the same complex that we're located in. Um, and it's been a, a, a great relationship working with them. Um, they do offer discounts um, to, to Emerald patients. Um, and since they have multiple locations, they can also, you know, uh, service any number of, of patients throughout the valley. Um, as far as staying up on top of things, uh, what's going on with Infusion and what's going on with Emerald Dispensary, um, we have websites for both entities. It's emeralddispensary.com and infusionmmj.com. Uh, we also have email lists uh, to sign up to find out the, the latest information of what's going on. Uh, we send out several emails uh, a month with uh, specials, uh, updates, and information. Uh, and then we also are on social media. 
Um, again, some of those challenges might change from time to time, but looking for Emerald Dispensary on any of the social media and our infusion MMJ uh, is across the board for all of our social media handles. So those are good ways to, to keep up with us and find out what's going on with the Emerald Dispensary and infusion edibles. Well, I hope that everyone can go and check out all of your social media platforms, follow you, hop in, grab their um, certification if they don't have one yet. I know that this medicine is changing lives and it will continue to do so. And with that, we must wrap it up for today. To work with myself, please visit a6wellness.com or email a6wellness at gmail.com. We always love connecting with our listeners across the world. You can download all high unhealthy episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can also follow the show on social media by searching Audrey Kerger or A6 Wellness. And we cannot forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Rob Smith, Director of Patient Services of Emerald Dispensary of Arizona and Infusion Edibles. It was so wonderful chatting with you today and learning so much. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. And lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, and take action. A6 Wellness. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.